This is why we have the best fans in the world. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction and Harry Styles podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Lucia. And this is our 230th episode of Talk Direction. And as we've been doing, we're going to start with a quarantine state of the world check-in. Lucia, how have you been this week? I have been okay. Um, I... I guess in general, I've been in, like, a little bit better of a mood than, like, the last mm-hmm. month. Um, but I don't know. It's tough times. I really miss, like, the other day I was driving um, to this, like, trail, and I was, like, passing uh, the, like, northwest neighborhood of Portland, and I was just like, oh, my God, I miss, like, going to, like, yeah. my cafes <laughs> and Powell's bookstore. Like, I used to go to the bookstore. Mm pretty regularly and I was just like oh my god I miss that so much (laughs) yeah and I just like miss being able to have people visit me here Mm um so that was kind of hard and then I'm like really frustrated with people who are being annoying um like this morning (laughs) when I went to take my car in to the shop I was like going walking up to the door and someone had like this dude had was coming out of the door and then he was holding the door open me open for me and he wasn't wearing a mask Mm -hmm. and I was like oh thanks I got it and I don't know if he didn't hear me or if he was just ignoring me but he like just stood there Mm -hmm. I was like oh thanks I got it and then he was like oh you think I'm gonna infect you and then like stormed off oh my god I can't believe he said that (laughs) It was just That's like, bizarre. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm afraid you're going to infect me. There's a virus. Like, yes. Thing. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> People exactly. are dying. I just, like, don't understand. Like, I can't understand the that the logic. You know, when people right. are being ridiculous and you're like, yeah. this isn't okay, but I understand where this is coming from. But, like, I right. don't get it. Yeah. Like, do you think it's fake? Right. Like, what is the deal? <laughs> Like, you might have it, and you might infect me, and I might die. So, Or yes. I could infect some old person, and they could, like, it's just... Right, yeah. It's very annoying. Um. Yeah. <laughs> That's definitely something I'm thinking more about, because, like, right now I've been so isolated that I don't really have to worry about any of that. Um, but when I'm moving to Boston, that's going to be a totally different situation, and I've been having right. more thoughts about that and, like, getting really scared. yeah. Ugh. yeah it's it's tough and then so many people are like like fourth of july people were out of control there was like mm-hmm. thousands of people on fire island did you see that i saw tons of photos Partying. of people at like beaches and other yeah it's just parties. like it feels so frustrating to be in america because it's like we're literally just like a country full of babies yeah like <laughs> my <laughs> my housemate is german and like her family lives in Germany, and she was saying that they're talking about how, like, they probably won't need masks starting in August because oh they're doing so well. Like, they just haven't had new cases. Wow. And meanwhile, we're, like, just continuing to rise. Yes. It's just, like, so hard. <laughs> it's, it's literally, like, trying to plug, like, a giant hole in the ocean. It's yeah. just, like, coming yeah. through. <laughs> yeah. It feels crazy, and then it's just, like... 
like seeing Kanye announce like his oh, running God. for president, like, and J.K. Rowling going off again. Oh, don't even get me started <laughs> on J.K. Rowling. I didn't realize that I had still followed her, and so like this, her like liked tweets came up, and I was like, "What the actual f?" f? Yeah, like. I, like, literally thought for a second, like, is she, like, having some kind of, like, psychosis or something? Like, is something going on? Right. Like, out, like, it seems like she's not, like, living in reality. And I, like, literally had a moment where I was, like, I wonder if, like, something's happening. Right. Or or has she died and someone's, like, taken over her Twitter? Like, I was having those kinds of thoughts because the stuff I was seeing was just so not reality. And I was just, like, what on earth? (sighs) It's very hard to live here and now. <laughs> yes. And I'm, by yes. here, I mean this planet. <laughs> the planet Earth. God, if we could go to another planet. I'm sure all of our listeners know this, but, um, like, Kanye West running for president is just trying to help Trump get elected. So, like, don't definitely vote don't for vote Trump. for him as, like, a I joke mean, or anything like that. Also, don't vote for Trump. But Yeah. Because yeah. if people vote, vote for, for him, it's basically a vote for, for Trump. Um, yeah. So don't do that, please. 100%. And also, for the love of God, if you are voting age, please vote. It's very scary times. Yes. yes. Anyways, well, how are you doing? <laughs> that was an onslaught. <laughs> I know. Sorry. <laughs> what is that animal? Ocelot. ocelot? Sounds like onslaught. O- yeah. O- ocelot. Is that how you say it? I think so. Just made me think ocelot? of that. Yeah. Ocelot. Ocelot. Um, I have been much the same. (laughs) Um, yeah, I'm, like, going to Boston in three weeks, so I'm definitely, like, okay, I need to start, like, packing my boxes, especially because I need to collect everything that I'll need, and I don't think I'll be coming home for a while. Oh, right, it's not like you can just, like, go back home if you forgot something. Right, exactly. Like, normally I'd be like, oh, I probably will come home in a couple weeks, but, like, I could be here until God knows when. And, like, the weather's going to be changing, so I need to bring everything with me. Oh, right. Um, plus, like, because I'm, like, moving out, moving out, it's not just, like, going to college, moving out. Yeah. Um, I just kind of need to take everything I own and want for my life with me. I mean, like, I'm keeping oh some of the stuff <laughs> at my parents, like, like childhood, like, memories and school stuff. Like, I'm very sentimental, and I have a lot of shit that I'm keeping here. But, like, right. most everything that I'm bringing, you know, is, like, mine that I'm taking with me on my life journey. So mm-hmm. it's more than, like, a college dorm room situation. Right. Um, so, yeah, I've been just thinking about that type of stuff and procrastinating other things, like my returns, and then I find out it's too late <laughs> to make my returns, and I get depressed because I lose money that way. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's more of, like I'm trying to think of all the loose ends I need to tie up and right. all that crap. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird because um, we were supposed, like, uh, I was looking at my calendar and I have, um, I made a Google calendar for all of our concerts, like, last year. And it's, like, still on my Google calendar. And our um, Harry Night One was supposed to be tomorrow. And my so God. I should be like in New York right now with Caitlin. Wow. Like we getting ready to see Harry oh, tomorrow. We would have had the best time. Yeah. It's so crazy to think about. Like yeah. our world is just like turned upside down. So different. Yeah. We were going to spend the whole week in New York and go to like multiple mm-hmm. shows. Yeah. And then probably like go to Boston too. Yeah. We were going to go to Boston. Um, my we could have toured like to my med school. 
Yeah, I could have seen your apartment. That would have been fun. Yeah, oh my gosh, you're We so probably could have right. stayed in your apartment. Yeah. I don't know if you have it true. yet. No, we don't have it yet, but we're going to have it in like 10 days. So depending on when that was, I don't know if it right. would have happened at the right time. But We could have driven yeah, by it. <laughs> we could have driven by it, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then yeah, well, in three weeks, I was weird. supposed to see Louie. You were supposed to what? See Louie in like three weeks. Oh, yeah. I know my Louie concert was back in June. Oh, so. yeah. That already passed, and Niall's concert. <sighs> yeah. So weird. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's, no, that's like a little bit sad. <laughs> but I also. Know, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, also, I feel like it's just, I wasn't even thinking of it, you know? Like, it just, mm-hmm. it doesn't really, it didn't even cross my mind that much. Because I've already, it's been so, it's not like it suddenly happened. It's like, I've been knowing this for so long that. Yeah. It like, was part of reality already. It's been such, like, a slow process because yeah. I don't remember, like, a time where I was like, oh, my God, we can't see Harry. Like, right. I don't think I ever had that moment because no. everything happened so slowly where I was yeah. like, oh, I wonder if we're going to be able to go to concerts. And then it was uh, it was like, oh, we probably aren't going to be able to co- go to concerts. And I was like, oh, we definitely aren't going to be able to go to concerts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, never, also like, a moment. When, <laughs> I feel like also when everything else was happening in the world, there were just... M- things that made it less difficult to deal with because it was like there's people dying like there's Mm -hmm. you know all this other stuff and then protests happen and like there was just other stuff to focus on where it made like usually when like you have a problem just because other bad things are happening it doesn't lessen your problem but in this case I think it did like oh for sure (laughs) the missing Harry stuff was the blow was way lessened because of how destructive the world is at the moment yeah so yeah (laughs) anywho uh on this episode we are doing a whole bunch of news stories about the boys we're talking um knitting sweaters uh, Emmy nominations, which I realize I forgot to include in here, but I will <laughs> mention them. <laughs> I forgot to put it down. Um, we're talking about Niall's song with uh, Ash and a whole bunch of other good random things. And additionally, we're talking about a five-year anniversary of Talk Direction. Can you believe this day, July 6th, the day we're recording right now, was the day Kara and I put out the first episode of Talk Direction. That's so um, wild. So it's literally the five-year anniversary today. So we're going to be sort of reflecting back on our time on the podcast and talking about good memories and looking towards the future and what's to come. Um, so if you're interested in all that, stick around. Um, and we have a Patreon for anyone who's interested. Uh, we do some pretty fun things over there. Patreon.com slash Talk Direction. It's just kind of like a subscription support thing where we give you bonus content um and you subscribe for like one dollar two fifty five dollars ten dollars a month whatever you want our main feature over there is talk direction down low which is an extra mini episode of the podcast last week the episode was (laughs) lucia's garbage pile of questions (laughs) um and we just talked about a whole bunch of random things random questions about the boys um which boy would we want to be 
I don't even know. We went to some pretty great places, though. <laughs> so that was pretty fun. And then this episode, it's an amalgam of things. We're talking about watermelon sugar chart data because it's doing really well on pop radio. We're talking about the petition, Let the Music Play, that Niall and Louis have both contributed to. Um, and then also Ben Winston and Harry in London. And if that connects at all to any 1D reunion coming up for their 10-year anniversary. Um, so go check out patreon.com slash talk direction for all of that good stuff. Let us start out with some news stories. This one was really exciting and you were the one who actually brought this up to me because I have literally not been on Twitter for so long. I feel like <laughs> so long both on Twitter and Instagram that now my Instagram, uh, what's it called? Like, uh, feed? Yeah, my feed, but also, like, the thing behind the feed that tells you which stuff comes up first for you. <laughs> like, the like the data behind it that says, oh, you click this one a lot, so you watch this a lot. Analytics? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. You know how it sorts what you're interested in? Yeah. That's, that's all, like, the formula is all messed up. Like, I'm never getting any hairy stuff or, oh. like, 1D stuff up at the top it's anymore. It's, like, reset. Right, it's that's because I haven't been like keeping up with the boys at all, and barely been on Instagram. First of all, but when I go on, I'll just like hit like certain key people, and then I've skipped so much of the news that now it doesn't even come up for me. Um, so yeah, I just like feel like I've been totally out of the loop. But this was a pretty exciting story, which is Harry is going to be doing a calm, as in calm the app, a calm reading. Um, so people who don't know what Calm is, it's a meditation app and it has different meditations you can listen to where there'll be people who walk you step by step through like meditations that you can do. Um, I don't know how to explain something like that, but I've listened to them before and I've also had them done live for me before where it's like someone could be walking you through a forest scene and you're imagining it and I don't know. It, and it tells you to You've breathe. You've had They're them just... done live for you? <laughs> uh, yeah, like in dance, um, that was a big thing when we would do yoga. There would sometimes oh. be like meditations and because I did ballet um, growing up and there'd be meditations where we'd like lie on the floor and um, like the teacher would walk us through like a visual meditation. And then additionally, when I was in college and I was in psychology classes, um, sometimes we do live meditations together, which was always fun. Oh, that's um, really cool. Yeah, they're they're really cool. When you uh, said that, I thought you meant like your parents reading stories to you, and I was like, that's a weird way to say that. That I've had them no. done live for me. <laughs> I knew the phrasing was weird. Um, yeah, no, not in a weird way. I've had them done live for me. Also, my babysitter when I was little would do meditations too when we were going to sleep which were always really nice oh, that's um, so nice. so and i know my brother has either this app or another app and i've heard him play them out loud before um, and mm. they are very soothing so if you have trouble like falling asleep or you just want to like get into meditation definitely check out one of these types of apps there's a couple of them um, but they, the Calm app specifically has a feature called sleep stories and they quote, are available exclusively in the Calm app. Sleep stories are soothing tales that mix music, sounds, sound effects, and incredible voice talent to help you drift into dreamland. So kind of the idea is that it's like when you were younger and maybe someone older was reading you bedtime stories 
and you know it would just be like that calming sort of rhythm and you sort of flutter your eyes and fall asleep it's like adult versions of bedtime stories and they try to make them really nature-based and soothing and um, I was reading a bit about them and they said that it sort of starts out as like an intriguing story but as the story goes on the voice who's reading it to you gets slower and slower and softer and it kind of drifts you off to sleep mm. um, so they have had so the calm twitter <laughs> tweeted <laughs> a watermelon some z's a book soon and a bed <laughs> which people took and, and and the words this wednesday so people took this to mean that harry was going to be reading a sleep story because um calm has gotten different sort of celebrities to read sleep stories. Uh, Stephen Fry's done it, Bob Ross, Laura Dern, Matthew McConaughey have all done sleep stories. Um, And so fans were like, oh my God, is Harry gonna be doing a sleep story? And sure enough, Harry liked the Instagram post about Calm, that Calm uh, posted and followed them. So this does seem like it is indeed happening on Wednesday. Um, which is fun. So that means Harry's going to be reading us a bedtime story. <laughs> I mean, what yeah. what could anyone ask for better? That's very exciting. Um, they, there is a free trial for Calm. I'm not sure what you get included in it because it seemed like possibly you don't get everything in your free trial. Um, mm. You could also pay $70 for a one-year subscription or $400 for a one-time purchase that will give you a subscription for life. <laughs> what? It's so expensive. I know, $400 is ridiculous. Um, I did see, though, when I opened, like, the website on my computer, it took me to something where, like, it popped up and was like, get it now for $40 for one year instead Ooh. of 70 So don't pay 70 There's probably a way to pay 40 depending on where you look it up, if you are interested in buying it. Yeah. Um, I'm also assuming either you can get the Harry thing with the free trial or someone will post it. Oh, somewhere. I bet. Yeah, I bet you can get it for free. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everyone should invest in comms stocks right now, though, because I have a feeling they're going to shoot up after this Harry On thing. Wednesday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is this is exciting. Do you have ideas of like why Harry would want to get involved in this? Um. I mean, I think I feel like I've heard, I've seen people like suggest this before, like say that like they want Harry to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like uh, something that would kind of be up his alley because it's like um, I feel like he likes to do stuff like this. That it's not it's not passive, but it's like it's like he has he finds ways to like connect with with fans in a way where he's not like sharing her personal life but at the same right. time like it is very intimate yeah i just feel like it's very hairy to do something like this because it's obviously very intimate to like have someone like reading you a story before you go to bed mm-hmm. but it's not like he's sharing his personal life yeah so he's still like remaining mysterious but also like being able to connect in an intimate way that's such a perfect way to put it he <laughs> yeah. does do these kind of odd side projects sometimes yeah so like, this is so different but really cool yeah, and I think he he really has a voice that would suit it because mm. he does have like a very slow, like low, like calming voice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I use Headspace, um, mm. which is another meditation app, and I'm like really attached to it just because I've like used it for a while. Um, 
I tried to download Calm. I did mm. like a free trial maybe like a month ago. Um, and I just like didn't – I like tried a couple of stories, but like I didn't love them right away. And like mm-hmm. one of them, like the sound effects were too loud and like maybe it was just because it was unfamiliar, but like I didn't love it enough to pay for it. Yeah. Um, and also I thought it was really expensive, even though I technically pay more for Headspace, but I pay it monthly (laughs) (laughs) because I paid, um, $12.99 a month for Headspace. Mm -hmm. And it's just like one of those things, it is expensive. And it's one of those (laughs) things where it's like, you have to be rich in order to save money because it's like, yeah, it would make more sense to buy the yearly subscription, but like, I don't have that much money, but I do have $12. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, it's a trap. And then you just stay um poor (laughs) (laughs) right yeah that's the problem like to buy the 401 you're like well if i'm gonna keep this for at least like four years it would be well worth to buy the 400 but you're like can i put 400 down for an app at this moment (laughs) yeah but the headspace app i use like i fully use the like the money is fully worth it because i use it daily to meditate um and I use it – I use the sleep stories, like, almost every night, too. Mm. Um, and I'm, like, really attached to, like, a couple of the sleep stories. My favorite is mm-hmm. Rain Day Antiques. And it's just, mm-hmm. like, this British – older British man. And he um, – they, like, walk you through, like, exor- like exercises first. So it'll be, like, relaxing your body. And then, like, they'll go into the story. Mm. But they really work, like, every time. Even mm. when I really don't think they're going to work and I'm, like, lying awake and I'm, like, oh, it's not going to work and I'm so awake. Eventually, <laughs> they always yeah. work. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. But I would love to hear Harry do one. I think if he does do it, I pro- I would maybe consider um, getting it. Getting it. I don't know, yeah. though, because I don't think I want to get rid of Headspace. Right. I just love the meditations, like, so much, and they've, like, yeah. really worked for me, so... Yeah. I'd find a way to get Harry's story. <laughs> I'm sure we'll be able to get it and put it, like, on our iTunes or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You- I... Hmm. What? Oh. <laughs> I was just going to say um, that my dad did a ton of meditation, like, when I was mm. growing up. Um, and so I, like, I did, like, a little bit when I was younger. Um, and then also my mom – well, my um, both of my parents used to, like, read me stories before bed. But my mm-hmm. mom would make up these stories where it was, like um, – I think it was, like, a princess in a castle – but it would like vary every night there'd be like different colors or it'd be like a fruit theme or something (laughs) I don't know she would like change it up every night but it was just like very like magical and like meditative um Mm. so yeah I'm a big fan of like sleep stories yeah I haven't really had anyone read me stories as an adult that much although I bought my mom for Mother's Day a child a children's book and she read that to us oh cute um, but yeah I know growing up I was definitely read stories every night yeah. by my mom and even when I got older like because I know she was reading Harry Potter to us and you know the last one came out when I was in middle school so right it went on for a while but yeah I feel like this would be really calming I also think like Harry's been like, he's talked about mental health before, and I know his sister has as well. And obviously, meditations really can be positive for a lot of people's med- mental health. So I wonder if mm-hmm. that also is a motivation for him to do, to connect. Like, it, again, it's how he sort of speaks out about important issues. He does it in these sort of ways where he'll just take 
action on something without necessarily discussing his own personal views and talking about it but it's like okay he's right you know, supporting this app that is about you know mental health and that type of stuff so mm-hmm. yeah um do you have any childhood book that you'd want harry to read to you <laughs> that's a good question i mean i actually have a bunch of my childhood books on a shelf behind me i'm trying mm. to see if i can see any of them um i feel like um i feel like a lot of the childhood books i have are like too short yeah they would just like go by um so i don't know i, I feel mean, like a longer one like velveteen rabbit or something oh i don't yeah. really remember i think that one made me too sad but like something long. so sad that book is so <laughs> sad i know <laughs> <laughs> so sad yeah i feel like my favorite books are like kind of short like the um there's this one i have about this bunny that is like running away from its mom and mm. it's like disguising itself that's so cute <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> i forget what it's called um but it's by the same people who do good night moon mm. yeah so it's and i remember i love that one but i also really liked it fr- because of the illustrations oh, oh it's yeah. called the runaway bunny oh that was definitely one of my favorites <clears throat> yeah I, I liked the one called The Kissing Hand. It was about, like, raccoons going off to school. Or, like, one raccoon mm. going off to school and, like, not wanting to leave his mom. And she would kiss yeah. his hand and be like, if you ever miss me, you can put your hand against your cheek and know that mama loves you. Aw. Yeah. That's Harry cute. could read that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I feel like one of those books that's, like, um, like longer. Like a mm-hmm. longer children's book. Like, yeah. What were those weasel ones? I don't know. Do you, you ever read those? No. The Wayne Scott Weasel? Is that it? No, I don't know that. Mm. It was like a Guys, children's book. <laughs> write in and tell us your favorite children's book and yes. what you would want Harry to read. <laughs> um, more Harry news today is Harry's Today Show sweater is making headlines. <laughs> I mean, this this was a gorgeous sweater. Um, I was obsessed with it and have been obsessed with it for ever since he wore it on the Today Show during the sound check, February 26th, which I was like, wow, February 26th, that was just before, like, quarantine happened. Like, it's so weird that, I don't know, so weird. Um, but yeah, it's this gorgeous patchwork sweater, knit, chunky, oversized, um, and it was designed by the J.W. Anderson Fashion House, British fashion label. Um, but it retails for more than or about $1,560. So it's quite out of our price range. Yeah. <laughs> um, and most people's price range. Um, but it's become a big thing on TikTok. And I've seen a couple of people make it too, where people are remaking this sweater like mm-hmm. at home. Like, knitting it, especially during quarantine. People are like, this is my quarantine project, is to knit this sweater. <laughs> um, and I think that's amazing. I think that's so cool. I I follow a lot of, like, TikTokers who do, like, sewing and knitting and, mm-hmm. like, crocheting type stuff. Um, and because it's become a popular thing on TikTok, the designer... Jonathan Anderson actually released an in-depth PDF with directions on how to recreate this sweater. 
Um, and in the PDF, it says, this striking patchwork cardigan will introduce a relative newcomer to various hand knitting stitches. The simple garter stitch thoroughly through lovely textured moss stitches to a color stranded technique featuring a houndstooth pattern. So apparently you can be a relative newcomer to knitting and still make this it. sweater, which seems, <laughs> I know. I, the thing about this is like, I bet all of us could do it, but you really have to put the time in and you have right. to like be aware that it's going to take you. It's not just going to like, I get impatient, you know, I'd be like, I yeah. want this to happen in one day where it's like right. knitting is something that you really need to like, it takes a long time. Like I was knitting earlier in the year and I knit one scarf and I didn't even finish it. <laughs> so like, it, it is a process. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I think this is so cool. And Jonathan Anderson, the designer said, I am so impressed and incredibly humbled by this trend and everyone knitting the cardigan. I really want to show our appreciation. Appreciation. So with the, so we're, we are sharing the pattern with everyone. Keep it up. So this is just so cool. I love that, you know, a designer put out the pattern. So us, us non-richies can also make this sweater. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think this is so cool. And also, like, yeah, because I feel like, obviously, the sweater is, like, so expensive. So I was, like, kind of impressed when I saw this guy be, like, offering the pattern to people. Yeah. Because I feel like that's not really common. Like, I feel like a lot of expensive designers are kind of, like, a little bit, not, like, elitist, but a little bit, like, mm. I guess a little elitist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it was, like, cool to see him. Just be like, yeah, sharing the pattern. Yeah, That's I so mean, like, cool. it's probably like in his and best interest to like, you know. Right now, he's getting so much promo. Yeah, <laughs> it's like so. on all the news sites, like this is the news. Yeah, he's getting his name um, out there. Yeah, but it seems like it came from a good place based on what he said. So yeah, I'm really happy with this. Maybe I'll yeah. try it at some point. I wish you it had should. come out like in like you know, March. Now I feel like right. I'm too stressed to start this. Mm. Um, I've never knitted before, so. Maybe if I just, like, maybe if I just do it, like, one patch at a time, mm. yeah. it'll end up happening. <laughs> it's really about that, like, mindset where you have to wait for the reward. I'm not always good at that. That's really hard for me. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, that's really cool. I hope to see other designers doing the same. And this made me miss Harry's fashion and seeing all his clothing. Um, Our next story today is uh, Niall and Ash's new song, Moral of the Story. Ash is an American singer-songwriter, and she had this song, Moral of the Story, and it kind of went big on TikTok. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was written by Ash Phineas, who is the brother of, uh, Billy Eilish, Billy Eilish, yes. (laughs) Um, who like, he does the whole bunch of, he, he and Billy made her album together. Um, Casey Smith and Noah Conrad. And then this new version featuring Niall was also written by Niall. Um, so it's like a remixed version um, where Niall has his own verse. The lyrics were changed in there. Um, and they <clears throat> he recorded his bit and is on the song with her now. Uh, Niall said, 
From the minute Ash got in touch and I heard this song, I loved it so much. From the chord choices to the natural storytelling melodies that she possesses, it was a no-brainer that I was going to be a part of it. We sat on FaceTime for ages chatting, writing different parts and having a laugh. And I concluded that Ash is a legend. She's insanely talented <laughs> and we're now going to be friends because of this. Hope you love listening to this one, X. Um, and I was watching, watching part of a uh, Instagram story with Na- Ash and Niall. And they were really silly and goofy together. <laughs> it was kind of <laughs> awkward to watch, but they were they were fun. Um, yeah. So do you want to read the two quotes I have of Ash about the song? And then we can just sort of talk about what we think and like go into the lyrics a little bit. Yes. So Ash says, This time a year ago, I was dreading the arrival of Valentine's Day, knowing my marriage was on the verge of collapse. Months later than I should have, I moved out of my house, filed for divorce, and left for tour. Faced with a broken relationship and no immediate answers to as why we failed, writing moral of the story became my way of making sense of it all. In the end, it's better for me. That's the moral of the story. It's hard to accept when you've made a mistake in love or life, but realizing all those mistakes have made you who you are and have helped shape the life you're in puts you puts a different light on things. Thank you. Yeah, those quotes um, were, like, worded really weirdly. <laughs> yeah, they were. I always, already was editing some of, like... Really? Some of the quotes, because things didn't make sense or spellings were weird, but yeah, I just like, edit. The life you're in you puts a different <laughs> light on things. <laughs> Whoops. Um, yeah, so this was about her divorce. Um, she's only 27, so, I, like, yeah. that makes sense. Like, she it's like when you're love and you're you're young and you fall in love and like the song really comes into focus and she talks about her lawyer in the song um but she was joking on the instagram live that like the tiktokers are like singing this song and don't realize it's about like her divorce yeah and um she thought that was funny that it's like you know high schoolers or middle schoolers singing like i talked to my lawyer and she was like you know that was my divorce lawyer <laughs> like um yeah but I, yeah, I think it's... I really enjoy the song. Um, I think it's a fun song. I like the personal lyrics. I like mm-hmm. Niall's voice and what he brings to it. I feel like yes. he was really excited by the song, which makes it all the better. Um, and I like that we're getting this type of content. I think he said the first time they got an email was, like, May 6th or something. And now two months later, like, they haven't known each other for very long. It's not as though this was like this thing all started during quarantine and it all got put together during quarantine so mm-hmm. i think that's um really cool that stuff like this is still able to happen mm-hmm. um yeah what was your take on the song um yeah i remember i had heard this song on tiktok um quite a few times when i when i first saw the news that niall was going to be a part of it um because i didn't know who ash was but i was like moral of the story like that seems really familiar and i was like oh it's that song I've heard on TikTok um and then yeah I really loved Niall's contribution I feel like these days I mean he always has had a distinctive voice because of his Irish accent Mm -hmm. but I think these days his voice is so distinctive that like when you hear it on a song it's just like oh that's like Niall it's like you would never mistake someone else for him or like wonder who it is which I think is pretty cool yeah Um, that his voice is so distinctive now and, like, just brings such, like, a personality and, like, feeling to a song. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, I think this song is really cool. The melody is really, really interesting and unusual. 
um, which makes sense that Niall was, like, drawn to it. I feel like similar, it's, like, similar to the song he did with Julia Michaels, because that yeah. song also had, like, a really, really odd melody, um, and Niall mm. was, like, really drawn to that. Um, yeah. And also, like, this, the words in this song, like, the way that she just, like, smashes so many words into each line because um, yeah. like when you hear her singing it you're kind of like wait how are you gonna fit these words in but right. like the like, way that she young people fall in love with the wrong people sometimes yeah <laughs> like a and lot that's... of words and that's like the cadence of how she sings it though yeah people fall in love with the wrong people sometimes yes um so i feel like yeah that was pretty impressive like how she was able to and also also like some of the words were like elongated like when she says um blindsided it's blindsided addicted (laughs) Mm. Mm -hmm. so yeah Yeah, it it is really cool she seems like a clever songwriter for sure yeah definitely uh in in the instagram live she was saying she thought she was just gonna go into songwriting she's like Mm. i was inspired by carol king i just wanted to be a songwriter and then she started singing her own music um, and I was like, that's what they all say. <laughs> it's yeah. like Maren Morris did the same thing. Julia mm-hmm. Michaels did the same thing. Um, so I wonder if this will be like sort of what hits off her career. Because obviously she's had music out, but nothing as big as having Niall as a feature, I don't think. Yeah. Um, no. And getting it on TikTok. I mean, that's got to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's got to really help. <laughs> Once you're uh-huh. a TikTok song, like ooh, everyone wants it. Yeah. Um, I thought we could just read Niall's verse and talk a bit about that. Mm-hmm. Um, his verse is, It's funny how a memory turns into a bad dream and running wild turns volatile. It's not funny how it changes, ended up like strangers, and we burned down our paper house. Our paper house. Uh, talking with your father, he said that you could be mine, but some people fall in love with the wrong people sometimes. Um, so they, Niall and her ended up writing this, rewriting her second verse so that it was sort of more to Niall's, um, story. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of the verse, Lucia? I really like the, the first part, like the verse part, mm-hmm. um, because I love that he added his own song into it, Paper Houses. Yes. I thought that was really cool. And also like probably has like a lot of relation to this song mm-hmm. like that's probably why he put that in there um so i thought that was really fun and i also just love the way he sings that yeah um and then i was less impressed with the pre-chorus the original mm-hmm. pre-chorus is talking with my mother she said where do you find this guy i said some people fall in love with the wrong people sometimes it just feels very heteronormative to be like talking with your father <laughs> versus he mother. said that you could be and mine then, yeah, like, Ooh, I, I didn't really cringe. get that. That was kind of confusing. Um, so I yeah. don't really understand that one. <laughs> but I really like the verse. And also I think it relates to the original verse, too, because the first three lines are the same. It's funny how a memory turns into a bad dream and running wild turns volatile. Mm-hmm. But then Ash saying originally, remember how we painted our house just like my grandparents did so romantic, but we fought the whole time. should have seen the signs. Mm-hmm. So I feel like him saying um ended up like strangers and we burned down our paper house like both of the lines had like houses in it and yeah so I feel like that yeah I feel like it was a good translation 
Yeah, definitely. I love her lines too. Jeez, <laughs> very <Yeah>. specific. <laughs> I know. <laughs> she, I know, on that Instagram story was talking about how she thinks when songs are more specific, she connects with them more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely see that in her writing where she tries to make yeah. it very specific. Yeah. Um, I love that line, running wild turns volatile. It's so mm-hmm. good. It is. Um, yeah, so this is cool. And um, <laughs> I don't know what else to say about the song, but I like it. I'm enjoying it. Um, and I hope we get more of this type of stuff. Niall is such an overachiever. He is. Not only is he, like, writing his own music right now and, like, maybe recording an album as we speak, (laughs) but he's also, like, hanging out with Ash on FaceTime and, like, writing a song with her. Like, (laughs) I know. I'm very envious of his, like, I don't know, energy or work Work ethic ethic, or whatever he has going for him. It's very So good. So moving on to the next portion of the episode, we will be talking about the Talk Direction five-year anniversary. Um, So as I said at the top of the show, uh, our first Talk Direction episode was released on July 6th, 2015, and it is exactly five years today since it was released. Um, I don't know when we first started talking about it. It definitely was like maybe in May, because I know I was still at school when I first started coming up with the idea and Kara and I started talking about doing this and then the planning it took. Um, But yeah, our first actual episode was July 6, 2015, Mm -hmm. which means that we've now had the podcast for about as long as One Direction was in a band. That is so wild. So weird. I think, I mean, technically it was more than five years that they were together because they started July something and went past july all the way to december um Mm -hmm. but if you include the planning karen i did (laughs) if it was in april may june it's about the same now Mm -hmm. um just i just thought that comparison to how long 1d's been a band was really weird (laughs) because it's like then you can imagine thinking back oh it doesn't feel like it was that long since we started the podcast but i mean i guess it kind of does feel like a long time i've been doing this but like I don't know. It's weird how time works like that. It is. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, Sorry, I'm dropping things. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I wanted to revisit our early days, reflect on the good times of the podcast, and sort of think about where the future is going with this podcast. Um, Obviously, Lucia didn't start on the podcast until um, April 9th, I think, was your first episode. Yes, 2018. 2018 um we talked about medicine and it was a four-hour episode that had to be broken (laughs) into two parts which i think perfectly resembles the two of us together (laughs) on the podcast (laughs) it couldn't be a better demonstration yeah (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah you've been on though for a long time now two years yeah um so happy two years over two years for you Um, Yeah, so (laughs) I went back and looked at the description for our first episode, and I thought, Lucia, you could read this. (laughs) Oh, fun, okay. (laughs) so fun to read. (laughs) Um, For anyone who's, like, new to the podcast and you have started, like, not at the beginning, 
um, Caitlin started the podcast with her friend Kara, and mm-hmm. they did it for three years. And then Kara was, like, working a new job and just, like, didn't have as much time. And so she, like, left the podcast, and then I came on at that mm-hmm. point. Um, just and Lucia had been a know. listener. Yeah. I had been a listener, a listener for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. We were and reflecting I came on a... back on what was Lucia's first message, like, on Tumblr, <laughs> her first email sent to us. Um, I remember... I specifically remember at Halloween, you, like, sent us a picture of your Halloween mermaid costume. You were, like, Mermaid Harry or something. Yes. And that's, I remember, the first picture I saw of you ever. But I don't, I don't remember everything else. I do remember the long email you sent that Kara <laughs> kept saying, I'll write, write back to you, I'll write back to you. <laughs> and she never did, I don't think. Nope. Still to this day. <laughs> no one's ever responded to that email. Uh, no. <laughs> Um, yeah, but yeah, right. Halloween, it was Halloween 2017. No, it wasn't. Mm. It was Halloween 2016, sorry. It was okay. Halloween 2016, and that was like a big bonding time for us. Yeah. Because it was like also when One Direction did their last show. 2015 oh, was their that last was 2015. show. Wasn't it the same time that Halloween was? Ha- yeah, it was. So that must have been 2015. Yeah. Halloween 2015. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess that is right. Because, yeah, I remember it was, like, the last show was happening and Halloween was happening. And, like, that's when we were, like, talking the most on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I had listened. I actually found you guys through Tumblr because, like, someone I follow had, like, reposted it. And I was, like, a big podcast person. And so I was, like, oh, I got to check this out. Um, And I kind of went in expecting it to be, like, not great. (laughs) 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 Just because I was, like, like... You know, I just, I guess I assumed that there was, like, not going to be, like, like, good political commentary, and it was, Mm because there was, like, kind of a lot of problems happening at the time. Yeah. Um, but then I listened to it, and I was, like, so impressed. I think it was, like, the, the episode that hooked me the most, like, you guys were talking about, like, Liam, when he did that, like, (laughs) he was in that gay magazine. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) And I just really liked it, because you guys were, like, talking about, like, the problems and like you really like just did such a good job like talking about all of like the problems with it but then also like you weren't being like mean to him and like you Mm -hmm. were still gonna like I don't know I just was really impressed with that like thank you yeah and that's when I like messaged I think I messaged you guys on tumblr and said that and then after we'd like been talking like I'd been following you for a little bit then I wrote you Mm -hmm. an email with my whole life story (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I think one of the goals of the podcast was to be able to talk about really important political issues and feminist issues in a really relatable way. Because I know at the same time, we were also trying to create a website that talked about things like that, that was mm-hmm. sort of separate from the podcast. Where I don't like, know about this. Yeah, (laughs) like I was like reaching out to people like, hey, can you send stories of like your experiences? Like we wanted to do it in a relatable way. We wanted to talk about like people's issues through like personal stories and put a website together and have like definitions that were relatable for like young people. Um, So like that was definitely one of the goals going into the podcast. Um, And I think we've really kept that up. Yeah. Addressing issues and it's really nice to hear that we we were able to be that 
be that voice and space where young people could be political and feel like they were a part of that sphere and make it like relatable and connecting to something relevant in their life. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then when I came on the podcast, it was um, originally just as like a guest because I was on your Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like one of our Patreon perks, which we still have. If you join mm-hmm. Patreon at the $10 a month level, um, you get to come on as a guest. Mm-hmm. And so I did that, but I actually put it off for a really long time because I was too nervous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but now you're here as a regular yes. yay so fun i like was trying to imagine like what would my life be like without this podcast mm. it's really weird to think about because i spend for the last two years of my life like hours a week doing this yeah like every week hours hours yeah and it's, it's like, so true what would life be like without it? Like, would I still be a fan of, like, the boys? Like, Right. Like, probably not as much. Yeah. Like, the podcast keeps you invested. Yeah. Also, I just think about, like, all the friendships I've made. All yeah, I know. The people I know. I just mm-hmm. wouldn't have that. And I don't yeah. know if I would have found it through another fandom because Mm-mm. I don't know if there was another fandom that would hit at the right time that I yeah. would have sort of found the same group of people that's true um i just have i just feel like i have this huge web of friends and yeah that is something i never would have had it's like really invaluable to like have like our like the friends we've made through the podcast because yeah it's like we have this like little community and it's kind of like these those people are like always like there mm-hmm. and also it's like because they're not in our like at least is kind of how i feel a lot like because they're not, like, in my normal life. It's, like, it's kind of, like, this safe, like, not escape, but, like, I can, like, I don't know, I can say something about, like, oh, this happened in my life and, like, get, I don't know, just, like, different perspective and support because it's, like, they're not, like, in my, like, day-to-day life. But, like, we talk really regularly. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah. And and it's also not, like, these friends, they're not going to go anywhere necessarily. Like, they're online. So no matter where you move, where you go, like... Even, especially, like, over the past three years, I haven't really had friend groups. I haven't had real-life friends. Yeah. Um, And for me, having, knowing that I have friends online that I feel connected to, that I send Christmas cards to, that, like, yeah. I text, and, and you I talk to every week, like, mm-hmm. that's been so important. And I don't think I really know what my life would look like without having this sort of global social life when I didn't have a personal social life. Like, I don't know what that experience would have been for me. Yeah, totally. Um, Yeah, and even, yeah, yeah, like, talking to you every week, like, I feel like there's some, like, weeks in my life where I'm, like, really depressed or, like, really busy or, like, I just don't want to talk to anyone and I, like, don't talk to my friends or, like, I don't talk Mm -hmm. to my mom. But, like, I always talk to you (laughs) because we, like, just have to record. Right. That's nice. You're to have forced that to talk to me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, it totally is. It really, really is. And I feel like this um, is true for both of us. Like, there might be times when we're like tired and we don't want to plan an episode or we don't want to like edit an episode. But like, there is really like never a time when I'm like, I don't want to record today. Like, I feel like we right. always want to like yeah. talk and like record. And I that's know. like pretty cool. I do always want to talk. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. I love showing up. When I don't have to plan or edit, I will show <laughs> up. I'll be in a good mood. <laughs> That's me this week. I, I am didn't, here. I didn't do anything to prepare for this episode. <laughs> I, like, missed that because I think the last, like, couple weeks, we both had to prepare for episodes. Yes. Like, you know, we had we had a guest on, then we did, like, song discussion, and then another yeah. song discussion, and, like, you couldn't just show up. Like, you had to be <laughs> more <Yeah>. involved. Um <laughs> <laughs> but it was nice this week because I I did plan it so there was stuff for me to do but it was one of those throw together a bunch of stuff episodes so yeah. it was less demanding than a song discussion yeah also um, by random- the way oh yeah you go what <laughs> you go. We were both gonna come up with random things <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say by the way if you like this casual sort of chit chat we're doing this is how talk direction download episodes go I feel like we're on one right now I gotta I remember that this is a main episode <laughs> what were you gonna say I was gonna say um I feel like I was getting really fidgety and making too much background noise and so I started painting my nails so that I would have something for my hands to do but now I feel like I'm making more noise because I keep hitting the bottle on the table. <laughs> so I'm really sorry if that's annoying that there's a ton of background noise. It's ASMR, okay? <laughs> that's what we are. I was I know, like, there's like me clinking my glass of coffee with the metal straw against the glass like, throughout this episode. Well, I was like so fidgety on last episode. Mm. Like when I was editing, I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, what am I doing? <laughs> I think because it was like so much, last episode was so much work. Right. And so yeah. I was like, I don't know, nervous or like distracted mm. or like, I don't know what, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, all right. Do you want to read this first episode description? Yes. 20 minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is the description from episode one of Talk Direction. Hello, we're super excited to bring you the first episode of Talk Direction, a weekly One Direction podcast. We have big plans for this podcast, friends. Big plans. But for now, we're starting with this episode, where we introduce ourselves, share our Wendy origin stories, and discuss what we hope the boys will do in the future. Unimaginable, unimaginable post-1D world. It's more positive <laughs> than it sounds, we promise. <laughs> in this episode... We share how liking these boys blossomed from a secret shame into a love strong enough to inspire us to record a weekly hour-long conversation about them and share it with the internet. One Direction release a fourth fragrance between us and an incredible accompanying commercial. Zane made a surprise appearance at Paris Fashion Week. We talk about his outfits, his new hair, and his collaboration with Kanye. Jokes, dot, dot, dot. But we're sure it's happening somewhere in a better alternative universe. <laughs> what? <laughs> Zane's getting the matching tattoo he has with Louis removed, dot, 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 or not. (laughs) We discuss Harry wearing nail polish for a good cause. You can donate to Safe Horizon, an organization that helps more than 250,000 children, adults, and families affected by domestic violence each year. Our main discussion this week revolves around the Sun article that states the boys are to go on a break next year after promoting their fifth album. We talk about what we hope to see from each of the boys post-1D. Uh, Direction Connection. We introduce a segment where we challenge each other to somehow make a connection from a random word to the band. Some of our (laughs) connections are maybe a bit of a stretch, but it's harder than it sounds. And then questions of the week. God forbid One Direction breaks up. What would you like to see the boys do in the future? How do you feel about Zane's hair? What color would you like to see him try next? How and when did you get into One Direction? Wow. (laughs) 
this was just so fun to read. Um, I feel like it's weird to hear us talking about what we want to see the boys do in the future. Yeah. Um, because right now it's like, oh, well, obviously they've done solo stuff. But at that point, we didn't know. And they didn't even know if they Mm-mm. were going to do solo stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Zane drama. I know a lot of our first episodes were about that Zane drama. Yes. <laughs> um, well, because it was like just a couple months after you'd left that you started the podcast. Yeah. And then I think right as we were starting, there was the the Twitter back and forth with Zane and Louie. Yeah. And we talked about that a lot. Yeah. It was like right in the, the hub of a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just, it's weird because like there weren't that many actual episodes when One Direction was still together. Like most yeah. of the podcast has been sort of solo stuff and sort mm-hmm. of hiatus stuff. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, especially when you look at our numbers, like our listen numbers, because mm. like when the band was together, it's like 16 to 20,000 listens per episode. Yes. And then like after they break yes. up, it like dramatically decreases. Dramatically goes down. Yeah. Yeah, it is really funny. <laughs> if we'd only started the podcast a lot earlier. Yeah. <laughs> um, So any OG listeners, thanks for sticking around. (laughs) Seriously. Well, it's really cool because some people have been listening for so long. I mean, I've been listening. I didn't listen, like, when you guys started, but I think I probably came in at, like, somewhere between episode, like, 10 and 20. Like, it was pretty Mm -hmm. early on. But we had one of our patrons write in to us um, a couple weeks ago and say that they, like, listened to to the podcast from the beginning through high school. Like, that was their high school years was, Mm -hmm. like, during the podcast. And I was like, that is so cool that, like, you started high school as a freshman, like, you started listening to this podcast, and, like, you listened to it all through high school, and then you graduated. Yeah. Like, that's such an important, like, chunk of someone's life. It is. Yeah. I love hearing stories like that, because I know when I was that age, I had people that I listened to, and it totally shaped my world and shaped... It's almost like having... It's sort of like having that friend group... Even though, even whatever your friend's social life is going on, you have this, like, podcast thing. And Mm -hmm. I just know that was so important to me. Yeah. Growing up. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I just, this was cute reading this. (laughs) Yeah. It also seemed like you guys, like, really knew that One Direction was going to break up. I know. But, like... if you listen to, like, our predictions, we I think we were, like, Niall's going to become a YouTuber. Like, <laughs> like we didn't know what was going on. This makes me want to, like, go listen to your first episode after this. Oh, God. Cringe. Cringe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what we, what, how it was in those early episodes. <laughs> I don't <Yeah>. know. <laughs> um, what do you feel like has changed, both, like, from the boys and from the podcast since then? Gosh, I don't know. I mean, I think, like, having – probably having me on from Kara is probably, like, a big change. Yeah. Because we're, like, different personalities. I think we're, like, similar in a lot of ways, which I think is kind of funny because, um, like, I think, like, a lot of Kara's viewpoints are, like, my viewpoints. Mm -hmm. Especially, like, the ones that differ from yours. Mm -hmm. Because, like, especially, like, I think, like, we both, like, really love Zane. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's, like, was her favorite, but, like, I know that she, like, really loved Zane and, like, I really love Zane and he's, like, not, like, your favorite. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's, like, a lot of things like that where, like, 
we had like similar viewpoints on. Yeah. I feel like that was just like a happy coincidence. Because <laughs> yeah. I feel like if I like had like the exact same, I mean, obviously you and me like agree on many, many things. Yes. But I feel like if like we had the exact same opinions and like feelings about like the boys, then it would have been like, I don't know, not as interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, but I do feel like yeah. there was, de- like Kara, Kara has like, Kara is like an amazing like, comedian honestly like she has this like humor Mm, this way to do like sarcastic dry humor that was like I just like love so much that like I definitely don't have (laughs) I feel like (laughs) I feel like our personalities are really different and also like Mm. I'm just like such like an oversharer like I Mm. I share so much of like my personal life so it probably is really different like yeah the episodes she was on versus the ones that I'm on and then as far as like the content like I'm not really sure I think it's probably like pretty similar I think we've gotten less I think we've gotten like more casual Mm -hmm. but also more serious in some ways Mm. because I feel like there used to be a lot more like fun segments and like maybe more like structured segments like you had questions of the week and like stuff like that yeah I feel like we like don't really do that like and we talk about like a lot of serious things but we also are like really casual at this point like we'll just like yeah. ramble and like rant and like Talk <laughs> we about don't our edit it out lives. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah definitely I feel like too it's become like less I don't know like because when I started it wasn't necessarily just like oh my god I love this band like we came with a point to talk about political issues yeah but I think too just in the One Direction fandom I'm in a different spot than I am, than I was five years ago. Like, I think five years ago, like, that was, it was, like, the peak of the fandom. It was so exciting. Everything Mm -hmm. was happening. And it just, like, when you're in a fandom, you're not going to be in the same part of the fandom forever, you know? Like, things change. You change as a person. Um, like that happened with Kara she just like wasn't feeling it anymore and she was busy and this and that but like also you change and like you fall out of fandoms you fall out of love with like you know something that you were so enamored by yeah and I think for me it is so much more grounded here now than it was before in community in Mm -hmm. you know connecting with my friends and with other women and other queer people online yeah. It's, like, become so much more, like, rooted in other things and just the band. Yeah. Where I think at the beginning, maybe, like, those were the roots. Um, mm-hmm. Like, it was the band that was, like, making everything, making me want to be here. Obviously, there was other stuff, but... Right. Yeah, and I think now there's so many other reasons I want to be here and have this podcast. Yeah. That it almost doesn't matter what we talk about. It's just that we talk and we have friends and we share this space and we're doing we're contributing to the world in one little bit, however we are. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Because like yeah. neither of us are in the same space as we were five years ago with no. the, sort of fandom. You yeah. know. Yeah. No, definitely not. Um. Yeah. So I feel like that's been a change yeah I totally agree I feel like yeah when I first started listening to the podcast I was like in the fandom in a in like a really different way because I was in the fandom in kind of like a niche way because I 
I had a group of friends who had a, a One Direction drag group. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> we covered One Direction songs. We just, like, made dances and, like, lip syncs to them. It was, like, really fun time. But that's how I got into One Direction. And then I, like, mm-hmm. was on Tumblr and I, like, followed a bunch of, like, queer One Direction fans and, like, a lot of, like, Larry stuff. And it was just, right. like, a comedy experience. Like, it was just yeah. funny and, like, fun. Um, and it was, like, very niche. And I, like, wasn't on Twitter at all. And I, like, really didn't know a lot of, like, the stuff that was actually happening with the boys. Because mm-hmm. I was just, like, in my own, like, niche little comedy world. Um, <laughs> and then, like, when I started listening to the podcast, I, I obviously, like, learned a lot more about, like, what was actually happening. And mm-hmm. then got more, like, into the fandom in, like, a more real way. Because I was, like on Twitter and stuff like that but like now similarly to you I feel like it doesn't really matter so much like yeah you know that we're following the boys because it's just like that's like the catalyst that we use right it's like I'm not talk. like while I love Harry's music but I'm, I'm not here because I'm so obsessed that I want to discuss like you know this like this Nile song I need to break it down because like it's more like I want to talk to you and like I want to talk about music and talk yeah. about like analyzing things and I like breaking things down and discovering new meaning and connecting to new ways with like music and Mm -hmm. people and yeah yeah it happens every single time we do a song discussion because we usually do song discussions for songs that we love but like sometimes we'll do a song discussion for a song that like maybe one of us loves but the other one like doesn't so much or like maybe we like it but it's not like our favorite but every single time we do a song discussion I end up loving the song just because it's like so fun to like find yeah like all like the lyric stuff and the music and like when you do those kind of like analytical discussions like Mm -hmm. it just brings so much more meaning and like yeah so and I feel like that could like like we could do a song discussion about like any song and like have that experience exactly it's like a it's like good for your brain and good for your soul to like think about these things in new ways. Yeah. And I also feel like the One Direction fandom in particular is like really unique because I think, I mean, obviously it's a huge fandom. So like you're going to have a lot of different people in it, but I feel like so much of the fandom is like made up of queer people and women. Mm -hmm. And so like, a lot of like our listeners and like friends we've made through the podcast, like our women are like queer people. And so they also, like, have, like, evolved into different places. But, like, I still – like, we have some listeners who, like, we maybe, like, follow on Twitter or, like, talk to who, like, aren't really in the One Direction fandom anymore. Mm -hmm. But, like, I still really like and I'm, like, friends with in a different way because we're still, like – we still, like, are similar people. Yeah. Even though we're not. And I love that the people I'm friends with are, like, also friends with each other. Like, it's become a a network where it's, like – oh, I know this person and I know this person and they know each other. And yeah. I know they know each other because we were all listening to this podcast and we all like One Direction. <laughs> yes. Like, you know, and now it's like we're all friends separately from that too. Yeah. And it's just, it's like having like a community. Like we can, like we can say someone's like name to each other. Like, oh, this person. And right. it's like, even though like we maybe like don't have that person's like phone number, but like we still... They're just, like, in our community. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's such a beautiful, healthy, supportive community where Mm -hmm. I feel so happy and I follow the lives of these other people that I don't know so deeply, but we know in this really special way. And I think we're all, all of our goal is to, like, support each other and support each other's, like, lives and 
what we're working towards and everything. Um, And I love being able to see like someone I knew five years ago who was in college, who's now doing something else that's so really like so cool, so amazing. And like, Mm -hmm. I get, I got to follow that and like be a part of their lives. And like, if they tweet something, I can, you know, tweet and comment on it. And I don't know, just be a part in a little way where it feels like, I don't know, we have these connections. Yeah, totally. It's really interesting to think about like where the podcast is going to go. Cause I feel like for me personally, like I'm nowhere near like ready to be done with a podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like even if it evolves into, into like, I don't know, something different. Like I feel like I'm probably going to want to do mm-hmm. it for like a really, really, really long time. Yeah. Um, and obviously like things are going to change when Caitlin goes to medical school because <laughs> uh. <laughs> she might not have like four or five hours a week to work on the podcast. Right. Um, so we might yeah. like do something like posting, you know, every other week instead of weekly or like doing shorter episodes or something like that. But mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll be continuing for a long time. Yeah. I think it's just such a healthy space to have. Yeah. For me, it's it's a really nice space. It's a way to connect with people. It's a way to have a friend to talk to every week. Yeah, definitely. Like, like you said, no matter what you're going through, if you've been really depressed or you're having a tough week, like you're sort of forced to talk to someone. Right. And keep up that friendship. Yeah. Um, which is really nice. Yeah. Also, like that being said, if you're like a listener who like um, doesn't communicate with us, but like you want to. Like, you just should. You should just, like, do it. Because, like, the way that I became friends with Caitlin and Kara and, like, got on the podcast is because (laughs) I just, like, talk to them all the time. And, like, I didn't know what to do at first because I don't, like, use Twitter. So I was, like, I can't really post my own stuff for them to see and then, like, get to know me because, like, I don't really use Twitter and, like, I don't have any of my IRL friends on here. So it doesn't really make sense. So I would just, like, tweet at them and, like, comment on their stuff. And, like, we just got to know each other that way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah, if you are interested in, like, talking to us or, like, mm-hmm. other people in, like, the community, like, you should just do it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally do it. I mean, everyone's so nice here. Yeah. Yeah. I just think about, like, all the people I've met to in person from the podcast mm-hmm. where, like, they've literally become friends where I've physically seen them and met them and like hung out with them either at concerts in England. I went to a protest. I, with people because of the podcast, I like spent time when I was in London, different days, like traveling with different people that I met through the podcast. I've met up with people in New York and in France and like, I don't know. It's just, it's so cool to, like, I have that community. So definitely join. (laughs) Join us. Join us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This was such a nice reflection back on the last five years and to look forward to to what we're doing and where the podcast is going and how wonderful it's changed and developed. Yes. Um, And I'm excited to keep growing and changing and developing <laughs> as the years come yes me too write us in your favorite memories of the podcast from the last five years because that always makes me happy and makes me smile and yes, yeah definitely that would be really nice 
to close our show today, we're doing our Black Lives Matter segment where we're going to be doing these episode, these little segments every podcast where we are talking about either historical things, about black people, things that are happening now to give this political space and a learning space and to sort of do better and be accountable, um, sort of as Matt Bellisai put it, for white people to be accountable. Um, and today we are talking about Sister Rosetta Tharp. Uh, I don't know if anyone saw this going around on Twitter, but I had never heard of her until recently, and I saw a tweet about Sister Rosetta Tharp being the godmother of rock. Uh, she is a queer black woman, and the tweet was accompanied by a video of her jamming out on an electric guitar, which was pretty awesome. And it didn't hit me until I saw that, that I don't think I'd ever seen a woman from like back in when they were filming in black and white, <laughs> like mm -hmm. back in the 40s, playing like guitar. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that. Yeah. Any woman. And this was like a black queer woman mm -hmm. playing guitar, like rock and roll, <laughs> goddess, you know? It yes. just, I don't know. It, you just, uh, it just made me upset that I'd never seen women before even mm -hmm. playing guitar. Like you always see Elvis, but like, come on. Um, so I wanted to learn more about her because based on the tweets, she is like the person who sort of gave birth to rock and roll music. And I've always heard people like Elvis be mentioned, mm -hmm. but really it wasn't him. He was inspired by Sister Rosetta Tharp and she was the one who sort of created the genre. And it's just really sad that so many people are overlooked, women, black women especially overlooked in their contributions to um, music and yep. cultural culture in general. Yeah. Um, I know you haven't heard of her, right, Lucia? So I had heard of her, but I didn't really know much about her. Um, I, I, I know a lot more about um, Big Mama Thornton, who is mm. a similar figure. Um, and she was um, actually the first person to record Hound Dog um, mm. before Elvis. And obviously his rendition of that song was what got popular. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like there was like actually quite a few queer black women <laughs> who yes. like started rock and roll. But yes. of course, like white men were like, no. <laughs> <laughs> right. And like history, history remembers the white men. Like, come on. Yeah. Like we yeah. need to do better. Um, yeah. And it wasn't yeah, until I don't know. 2018. Oh, what? sorry. I was going to say I don't know much specifically about Sister Rosetta Tharp, so I'm very mm -hmm. excited to see what you have. Well, I have included links in the doc to NPR's sort of history of her and the current.org's history. Um, but if you just Google her, there's a lot of stuff. You could read her Wikipedia. I've been reading a whole bunch of different articles about her. Um, and she just seems like such a cool lady. Um, and in 2018, she was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, um, just as Harry inducted in um, Stevie Nicks, mm -hmm. Brittany Howard from Alabama Shakes inducted in uh, Sister Rosetta Tharp. Uh, Sister Rosetta Tharp is not alive today, um, but she was still inducted into the Hall of Fame as like someone who uh, is inspired or like is like the precursor inspirations for rock music. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've also included pictures of her. 
and gifts playing her guitar because if you haven't seen videos of her on her guitar you really need to because you'll you'll have that moment that I had where you're like yeah what the hell how have I never seen like mm-hmm. <laughs> women playing guitar or black women playing guitar before like yeah in black and white and you're like what like people moved to this way I always like for yeah. some reason like in the 1940s I'm like women like stood a certain way and moved right. their bodies in a certain way yeah. and like never like jammed out and rock and rolled. And I was like, why was I not given this information ever? Yeah, I know. Um, and you can watch some of her like live, live playings as well. Um, on one of the links, there's a whole bunch of videos, but you can also just look her up on YouTube. So anywho, let me tell you a bit about her. Um, obviously I can't cover everything, but I pulled out some key things I thought were really interesting. Um, from the NPR article, uh, I quoted this. Um, she picked up the guitar at four years old and at the age of six accompanied her mother to perform with a traveling evangelist troupe in churches around the South. By the mid-1920s, Tharp and her mother settled in Chicago where they continue performing spiritual music. As Tharp grew up, she began fusing Delta Blues, New Orleans jazz, and gospel music into what would become her signature style. So she's sort of known as a like guitar prodigy because at four years old, she was playing guitar and at six she was like accompanying her mother so she is like freaking (laughs) gifted to be able to do that she was born into a pretty musical family um and so she was literally like traveling around with her mother playing music which i think is just so cool at six years old like what the hell was i doing at six yeah (laughs) not that Um, and then her first single was Rock Me, which I thought was kind of funny because One Direction. Oh my God. Rock Me. (laughs) And like right there in the title is like rock music, rock me. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is sort of like a gospel rock and roll fusion. Yeah. And I've been listening to like the Apple music tailored sort of greatest hits, um, from her and you can totally see how rock came from her music and came from her style. Yeah. Um, yeah. And her music is really fun and good. And yeah, I just, I really encourage you to listen to it. I'm so glad we have um, like video of that. Yeah, me too. Um, I read somewhere that in a fire, one of the fires at like one of the studios in LA or something, a lot of her stuff was lost along with Ugh. other artists. Um, but we do have some of the stuff still. That's um, so sad. Yeah um oh did you did we ever i don't remember if we talked about this on the podcast but there was i think it was a switched on pop episode where they talked about that like that oh, big fire at like a recording studio i don't and then a bunch know of, like, if i heard that episode original tracks yeah like got ruined and they were talking mm. about remastered tracks and like mm. i don't remember if we talked about that i guess we didn't i don't know yeah It's so sad that stuff, like, physically got lost. You think somehow, like, nowadays, nothing could get lost because it's all backed up online, but guess not. Yeah. Um, I thought it was uh, sad that um, while she was touring, like, she became a big artist, and she, like, toured the U.S., she toured Europe, but because segregation was still such a big thing, she literally had to sleep on her buses and like get food out the back of restaurants because she wasn't allowed in even though she was like playing the biggest venue and it just like it's just a reminder that no matter where you stood like socially like Mm -hmm. even though she was 
um, you know, playing with other big artists and they were opening for her and she was touring like big venues. She was still a black woman and that meant you can't go into restaurants, you can't go into our hotels. Um, and yet like she continued, she like persisted through that and like yeah. still was touring, still was putting out awesome music. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for black World War II soldiers, she became a really big inspiration um, and one of her songs that she released in 1945, Strange Things Happening Every Day, was sort of um, inspired by the war that was happening and the, the bombs that were being dropped in Japan. Oh, wow. Um, as well as things like Jackie Robinson being signed as the first black baseball player. Um, that song was inspired by that. Um, and that's sort of considered the first rock and roll song Whoa. ever. Which yeah. song? Uh, strange things happening every day oh wow um so that was yeah kind of considered the first rock and roll song and um yeah and and also (laughs) this was another random fact that uh because she's a queer black woman i pulled this quote heart uh tharp eventually met her partner marie knight when they teamed up with their hit Up Above My Head, the duo began touring by themselves along with their band and started taking control of their own business decisions. They toured, collaborated, and performed as two black women in a relationship in the 1940s. It was a radical act. That's incredible. I, just can't, I can't believe that. I was shocked that there were like two black queer women mm-hmm. performing and touring and being in charge of their own music yeah. and their own whatever. Because I feel like even today... yeah that's such a difficult thing to do yeah and i don't think they were necessarily out to the public but they said they were like when i've read that they were she was out sort of in the the music like the music industry right um that's what i've heard about big mama thornton too is that she was mm. basically like out as like a lesbian it's wild in her time and it was yeah i know that's so cool yeah so freaking cool i'm like how did how did they possibly do that like i imagine being out as an an artist is very hard today Mm -hmm. and like back then it would have been like so difficult Mm -hmm. um and then i just wanted to read some of the artists that they that that have specifically said they were inspired by um her including little richard johnny cash Carl Perkins, Chuck Berry, Elvis Presley, and Jerry Lee Lewis. Um, and someone who, uh, the Jordanaires, I'm not sure, I don't know that group, um, but I think they're from the Grand Old Opry and New Elvis. Mm. And Gordon Stoker uh, said that Elvis especially liked Sister Rosetta's incredible guitar style. That's what really attracted Elvis, her picking. He liked her singing, but he liked that picking first because it was so different. So it's such a specific thing that Elvis was inspired by her guitar picking style, which really shows you that like he was getting his inspiration for the way he played guitar and rock and roll music from her. Yeah. Um, It's so crazy because it's like, it's like now, like even nowadays, like, Rock and roll is, like, associated with men. Like, electric Mm -hmm. guitar even is, like, associated with, like, men. And, like, picking style and, like, musicianship and all of that is, like, associated with men and, like, white men. And, Mm -hmm. like, it's even farther, like, not associated with, like, black women. 
And, like, yeah. a lot of people, even nowadays, will be, like, oh, yeah, like, blues, like, like sure, like, blues and, like, hip hop and, like, rap are, like, you know, black people started that kind of music. But, like, what about, like, rock and roll and country and, like, all that? And it's, like, actually, like, all yeah. of it has, was originated. Right. And it's, like, not only black people, but, like, a queer black woman was, like, mm-hmm. doing this, like, f- like finger picking on, like, uh, or picking, like, on an electric guitar that, like, Elvis was inspired by. Right. Yeah. I just, it's, it's sad that, like, we haven't heard these things before. And, like, these really, really important women and queer women get left behind Mm -hmm. when talking about these types of subjects. Yeah. And that's why it's so important, too, to, like, be bringing up these subjects, especially, like, in relationship, in relation to, like, the boys, because, Mm -hmm. like, you see people like Harry, and, like, he has been, like, really inspired by, like, the Rolling Stones. And it's, like, that's great, but, like, also you have to, like, dig deeper. Like, who are the Rolling Stones inspired by? Right. Probably. And so many of the sort of artists in the 70s and and 80s and stuff have also mentioned her. So, Uh you know, not even just um, people like Elvis, but people after Elvis were also heavily influenced. And if, if someone says they were influenced by Elvis, then, you know, they were also influenced by her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this was just a little bit of a history lesson on a really awesome woman, and I I hope we all learned something. I definitely did. Yeah. Um, and I definitely encourage you guys to go listen to her music. Go look at the videos of her rocking out and feel inspired. Um, and look up other people who sort of started pop and started rock and started country and see where that like finds you because um yeah I don't think I don't think we we know enough at this yeah about it no this was great thank you for bringing this to the podcast because yeah I don't really know much about her and I feel like I really want to go watch these videos and like Mm -hmm. listen to her stuff now yeah Um, definitely do yeah um, do you have a recommendation today? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> I feel like I had one, but I didn't write it down, and now I've forgotten it. Why don't All you right, go well, first? I don't have one. Oh. <laughs> so maybe we just won't do them today. Um, let us know what you guys thought of this episode. Uh, let us hear your feedback. What do you remember of this podcast? Five-year anniversary. Do you have any good memories? How have you changed? How has your relationship to fandom changed in the past five years? Um, yeah, let us know. Have you started knitting the Harry sweater? Because I would love to see pictures. Send yes. us send us your own knitted pictures of Harry sweater. Um, and uh, when that calm reading comes out, I would really love to know where it is so we can listen to Harry <laughs> read us bedtime stories. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to episode 230 of Talk Direction. You can follow us on Twitter at talk underscore direction. You can email us at talkdirection at gmail.com. Go to our Instagram, which is just talk direction. And you can follow us individually on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Caitlin I.R. Foster and Caitlin is spelled C-A-I-T-L-I-N. And Lucia, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lucia O, spelled L-U-C-C-I-A-O-H. You can also head over to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash talkdirection for a whole bunch of bonus content, including Talk Direction Down Low, where today we're going to be talking about the Watermelon Sugar Pop Radio charts, 
uh, Let the Music Play petition, live venues, and Ben Winston and Harry Styles shopping in London. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and leave us a review to help more people discover the show. You can also listen on SoundCloud and like us there. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Lucia. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time for episode 231. Bye. Bye.